We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Roto-Grinders? Welcome to the Underdog Fantasy Show here at Roto-Grinders.com. Um, our draft is getting started. We actually got lucky enough to kind of pop in here, and there was already um, a lot of people waiting. So, um, Beer, you're picking at 5. I'm picking at 10. We're going to get through these first few picks, and then I'm going to tell you all about Underdog Fantasy. Um, ton of fun. Love what they're doing over there. Love best ball. I'm glad we got it back. I wish we got it back like a couple months ago when we had nothing to do. But uh, beer, what's happening, my friend? It's been a while, my friend. So first of all, good to see you. And yeah, I mean, it. it I thought this would be a, a perfect quarantine type time for somebody to jump in and and get some best ball going. I think they would have killed it. But nonetheless, we have it. We and and underdog. We know the the people that that brought us draft that we love so much. They're the people behind underdog fantasy. So. Uh, good to, good to do a show here and I'm on the clock. So I gotta, uh, gotta make a pick here. Like top five, you know, nothing crazy here. McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliot, um, Alvin Kamara, you went Dalvin cook. I've been teetering and I'm interested to get your thoughts. Cause I know he's not going to get to me, but I've been like teetering, getting like Mixon in that five and six spot. I'm, I'm really high on, um, Joe Mixon this year. I think he's someone that, I don't think he's going to drop to 10, but like I, I've been, I've been kind of reaching for him a little bit. Um, you know, he's my guy like him and uh, John Brown. I feel like I have John Brown on every team. Well, I'll, I'll disagree with John Brown, but I'm with you hundred <laughs> percent. I'm Joe Mixon. I, I, I love Joe Mixon. So if it gets beyond those top five, I'm having a hard time putting him over Dalvin cook. Now, if we yeah. still get a lot of uncertainty with Dalvin cook and this contract deal, I have no issues moving Mixon up to five and, in fact, uh, I did a running back best ball video and uh, made the claim that Joe Mixon will finish RB1. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on him as well. I, I think this offense is going to be better than people realize. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think, can make an instant impact. You get A.J. Green back on the field. We know what Tyler Boyd is. Uh, they just, they're, they're set up for success here, and, and Mixon going to be a big part of that. And he's like a workhorse back too. Like oh, yeah. we don't have a lot of those anymore. Um, I actually got him at 10. I really did not expect to get him at 10. Um, this is the furthest I've drafted in a, in a $25 best ball mania um, so far, but um, was not expecting them, not expect them. So I'm back on the clock and then I'm going to tell you guys, like it's really hard for me not to take Tyree kill here. Like I love like his overall ceiling and best ball. Um, like he has those like three or four weeks that like just just sets you apart from everyone else. Yeah, and that's what you want. You know, if you, if you can get a couple of big weeks, he can be frustrating in season long. You know, he's by the the end of the year numbers look good, but he can still even in that offense give you some weeks that you're kind of scratching your head. But he can also carry you to to a league winning week. So uh, mm -hmm. always a nice guy to have. The ceiling just immense with him. 
Yeah, he, he's a guy like if you get into that like playoff period and like you're you're competing for like so. All right, Underdog Fantasy. They recently launched. Um, they have a million dollar best ball tournament. If you haven't tried it out, use promo code Grinders after depositing. There's no bonuses available on Underdog, but you're entered to um, it entered into a random drawing for Rotor Grinders Core for five day pass um, passes. I'm guessing we're going to give away more than one. And a Rotor Grinders Underdog T-shirt. Um, the promo code screen comes up after you deposit. Use Grinders. Uh, like Beer said, this is the same group of people that brought us draft the app that we all really loved and enjoyed playing on. So if you haven't checked them out, use promo code grinders, but they do have this. It's the million dollar best ball mania tournament. It's $25. That's what we're currently drafting right now. And it's 200 grand at first. So like Tyreek Hill is a guy, if I'm in that playoff period trying to get to that 200 grand, like he could, he could make the whole difference. And like, I feel like that's, Guys that you want in like your, you know, your first three or four picks are those types of guys and your floor guys. And then like when you get into like round 10 to 14, you're hoping that you get those like guys that just, you know, set you just a, enough apart throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, the first few rounds it almost draft themselves, you know, it, yep. it's kind of cliche to say, but that's not where you win your draft. A lot of people put so much thought in, in who am I going to take at, at one four all this. I mean, you really can't go wrong outside of injury. I don't see many of those top 10 running backs not being great. So that's not the part you want to get into. It's when you start getting into this point of the draft, third round, fourth round, the middle rounds, and even later in the draft, hitting on the, the Lamar Jacksons in, in the 12th round and, you know, Eckler's late. And, and those are the ones that carry you uh, to winning some of these big contests. Um, yeah, I don't see anything that's been like super crazy here. Um, Hopkins just went. I really like Hopkins this year. Um, like he could just have a, a gazillion targets um, in that offense. You took Aaron Jones. Um, that doesn't shock me. You took a Green Bay guy. Yeah, I got um, a little home cooking in here, buddy. Listen, I love Aaron Jones when they let him when they let him play. Um, you know, I, I think Green Bay is a team that has the potential to do really well. Like. You know, and, and like they're a team you could stack too. Um, you know, with Rodgers and stuff later on in the draft, where you don't have to reach too much. So uh, you can get wide receiver two, wide receiver three, pair it with Jones, pair it with Rodgers. I don't, I don't want to like give away what you're doing here, but no, um, no, no, are no. you? A, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, big Green Bay fan for sure. I, but I don't know <laughs> how much Aaron Rodgers I'm going to have this year. I mean, it, it's a team yeah. that wants to run the ball, rely on their defense. I think the worries about Aaron Jones that have gone. A little too far. I mean, do I expect him to score 19 touchdowns again this year? No. Do I expect A.J. Dillon to have a role? Of course. I still think Aaron Jones can be viable. Let's say he gives me 10 touchdowns. He's involved in the passing game. A team that wants to run the ball a ton. I mean, I, I have no issues taking him there. I've seen him go early second. That's a little early. But if I can get him later in that second round, all about it. Why Man, I got um, sniped on Jonathan Taylor. Speaking of home cooking, that, that's, that's where I was going to go next. But uh, – <laughs> And to this me, is there's, where there's a, there, this is where running back. This is where running back gets really ugly. Yeah, that that's just gonna say there's a drop off right, right after that. It, it kind of gets into the the girly Fournette, you know, an area that I I just would rather go high end wide receiver here. Juju Smith Schuster was my pick. Love Juju. Been saying it all summer. Uh, I think he returns the form here and give you a top five season. Juju is someone we were drafting end of round one, beginning of round two last year, and like we're getting a mid three, end three, beginning of four this year. It's 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 crazy how much a year will make a difference on like a wide receiver, and like he's healthy. Like I follow him on Instagram. He's working out every day, um, playing video games, and hanging out with his dog. But like you know, Juju's my guy. I love Juju, so uh, love that pick. I did a draft um, with Eric Crane last week or the week before and like i got leonard fournette and i instantly regretted it so i'm not gonna go fournette here um i like alan robinson's overall upside here so i'm gonna go with uh, a rob with my third pick i'm i'm turning i'm already turning into a wide receiver team after my first pick of a uh, mix in here uh back-to-back -back wide receivers it's important that you know a lot of people what's what's the winning strategy to a draft how do i win one of these things i i think you have to be adaptive to to what the draft's giving you i mean you you definitely want to come in with an idea of what do I want to do, but sometimes the draft's not going to allow you to do that. And you can kind of adjust on the fly. You know, I've built stacks that I had no idea I was even going to build. And then, right. you know, you have a couple pieces and you just kind of make it a focus. So one tip for the people that I like to do as I draft skill position players, 
I'll throw the quarterback for that team in my queue. Just, just as a kind of a reminder that, all right, I have a, I have a Steeler. So Ben Roethlisberger, a guy that I want to look at, or, you know, maybe it's some more Packers down the line or whatever it may be, just to kind of keep in the back of my mind that I want to build not only one stack, if I can build a couple stacks into one lineup, I think that's the ideal way, especially in these bigger contests to, to really do some damage. Yeah, I think stacking is super important. I'm with you on that. I think um, paying attention to your bye weeks is super important too. Um, like I don't want any of my like running backs with my first like three or four running backs to have the same bye week. So um, like I think that's super important. I'm debating here. I think I'm going to go Lev Bell over Gurley. Um, maybe my phone's not letting me. There it goes. Oh, maybe. Nope. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, there it goes. Right at um, the buzzer. He got it. Got it. Right at the last second. Um, so, you, so your Lev Bell got because I'm on the opposite side of this. Uh, I kind of keep moving him down. And just the, the concerns there with, with Adam Gase. And we know they're going to give Frank Gore carries. That offensive line is a disaster. Did he even want Lev Bell there? Does he even want to be there? So what what what's the what's the love for Lev Bell? Just give me give me the case here. Oh man, I I really didn't want Fournette. I have no idea what to expect from Melvin Gordon in Denver. Um, with like what five running backs on the squad right now for them, and Todd Gurley, like what what do we expect from him health wise? So like Bell, I just went with the healthy guy. Like there's no rhyme or reason that I went Bell there. I just um, process of elimination on the four or five running backs because. I feel like there's some wide receivers that I like late, and I feel like this fourth pick, there's these running backs. Like you got Melvin Gordon, you got Bell, you have um, Gurley, um, the Montgomery. There's guys here like that. You know, you can kind of get in this fourth round as like an RB two or an RB three. Um, even like some people draft four running backs off the bat, and you know if that's your strategy, like if I do if I do four running backs my first four picks I probably don't end up with another running back though maybe one late but like I'm going wide receiver heavy after that yeah it's tough to do four I, I've done yeah. where I, I've I've done some drafts where I have three especially if you're picking early and you, you get that wraparound pick at the two three turn uh, uh, James Connor's a guy like there uh, yep. Taylor but starting three receivers in this format this, this is like the sweet spot for receivers for me R rounds three through yeah. six. I, I generally want to take at least three receivers there. I have no issues going four in a row if I do start two running backs. But uh, this this is where I think you really want to hammer home and capture some of the value while people are reaching on David Montgomery's and you know some yeah. of these other guys because they're panicking at running back. You sit back and kind of gobble up some of these receivers. Yeah, like half point PPR. We you know we obviously should say that um, like half point PPR. Like that's definitely important to note because like. A guy that, you know, is somewhat interesting is a guy like Akers and like these guys um, that you can kind of get in the fifth round, sixth round sometimes. Um, you just got to – like DeAndre Swift, like we have no idea what yep. to expect, but like a half-point PPR, like, you know, maybe I'm taking a, a guy that, you know, might have more touchdown equity or something. So um, it's interesting, and you mentioned like you got to adapt. I feel like – buy rounds are something that people just don't pay attention to enough. Um, like, and I, I'm, listen, I'm a victim too. Like I, I did it the other day. I did, um, one of those $5, um, bubble tournaments the other day where I was waiting for something. And like, I got to the late part of it and like, I had like six wide receivers with the same buy round. I was like, oops. <laughs> well, any, any other side of that is okay. You sacrifice that week. You know, you, you're going to have one bad week, but you're going to be yep. really strong in the other week. So I, I pay attention to it. Probably not as much as I should. Uh, but uh, here's a guy I love. Uh, Will Fuller is a guy continuing. Oh, to, you took my this, guy. You sniped this, him right from me. <laughs> this may be uh, the, the sinking of my ship. There's always that guy that I tend to overdraft every year, but. I just think if he stays healthy, he can he can return you a second round value, and we know health the question, but that's why he's being drafted in the fifth round. I, I think he can step right in uh, and not replicate what Hopkins did, but uh, come pretty damn close. Oh, uh, you took my you took my guy here, um, man. Like I love Will Fuller. Like we don't really like we've seen him healthy for a little while but we haven't like had a full season of will fuller and like you're drafting him knowing you're probably gonna miss four or five weeks but the four or five weeks that you miss hopefully like he makes up for in the other weeks he just his upside is just so high 
Um, I'm going to go with Diggs here. I really like Diggs um, moving to Buffalo. Allen has a target now. I think Singletary is going to be a guy that like comes into his own this season. Uh, I think Buffalo could win that division. Um, with New England kind of just – they had so many guys opt out on the defensive side. So, like, Miami's defense wasn't great already. New England defense is going to be bad. Um, like, they had so many guys opt out. And the Jets, we know they don't play defense. So, I think Buffalo is a sneaky, like, team to target in best balls. I said this – like, if you, watch the, if you watch the show that I did last time, I said this last time. It was a stack that I was really focusing on um, to get. Uh, but, yeah, I think Buffalo could be really sneaky good this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the worry is they're going to be very good all around defensively. They, yeah. We know they love to run the ball. We know Josh Allen loves to run the ball. So it's not going to be a, on a dearth of targets for Stefan Diggs, but it, he could get there on big plays. You know, we know Josh Allen, not accurate, but he's going to throw the ball down the field, and that fits well uh, with what Diggs does. So I, I, I don't disagree there at all. I think at that point, uh, he provides good value. Kind of get to that pocket where there's another drop-off of receivers. Uh, he stands at the top of that next tier for me. Yeah, like, you know, I was able to get Singletary too. Uh, so I got my running back wide receiver combo that I wanted there. Um, Dobbins went right after me. Uh, saw Devontae Parker get picked. Cream Hunt went, like, on the turn there. Like, I don't really know what to expect for Kareem Hunt, but like he's a guy that can score you some touchdowns. If they use like that two wide running back um, set and they like do some dump offs to Hunt, Hunt could definitely pay off um, in in the fifth sixth round. Yeah, for, I, he's a guy I like for sure. Uh, you know, he has standalone value. Something happens to Chubb, uh, he can step right in and really outdo the the price that you're going to pay for him. So. This is always a tricky spot in the draft here. You know, you, you load up on some receivers. Do I want to go a fourth receiver? Do I want to dive into that tight end area? Uh, the running backs have kind of kind of dove off the cliff. So I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton here uh, if my phone's going to allow me to. We'll see. Uh, got it. Uh, again, a guy, if he can stay healthy, this offense, is I think, is going to be very good. You know, Rivers, we kind of saw fall off a cliff, but I think they'll be able to protect him. I think there'll still be enough big plays for T.Y. Hilton in this offense. The targets, you know, we saw that, like, Rivers is a guy that's going to spread it out, but, like, he still gets his guy. Like, Allen is still a guy that he got targets every game. So, I think T.Y., could you be even a little bit better um, with Rivers back there, with Noodle Arm Rivers back there? Like, you know, I think, like, when you're in this range, you, like, decide, like, am I going, like, a T.Y. Hilton? Am I going, like, a Darren Waller? Or am I going, you know, a, a higher-end quarterback? And, like, I tend not to pick quarterbacks in the first, like, five, Same. six rounds. Like, I love to get quarterbacks in, like, the ninth, tenth round. There's plenty of quarterbacks um, with upside that you can kind of pair together to just get your overall upside. So, um, are you a two quarterback guy? Are you a three quarterback guy, or do you just let it kind of dictate itself? Uh, it depends how many stacks am I building? Uh, what caliber of quarterbacks do I have? Like right now, my mindset is I have Tyler Lockett and I have Will Fuller. So Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson are guys that I'm going to consider. As soon as I say the name Russell Wilson, he gets drafted. He got, yeah, that's, he just got. How, that's just how it goes. You say the name, they're gone, but Normally, you know, I'll wait and then I'll probably take three just because I don't have that lock and load stud. Uh, if I were to get, say, a Watson Wilson, you know, say I'll go back to back here, I'm fine rolling with two. You know, and if you get injured, you get some guys hurt, so be it. You're probably not going to win anyway. So uh, same thing at the tight end position. It, it's generally two or three. Just depends on if I wait and take some later guys, I'm probably going to grab three of them. Yeah, like last year I was a huge like uh two QB guy. Um I really would I would I would tend to get like two decent quarterbacks that stayed healthy and like they it did well. Like my 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 best balls like last year was the best year that I had. So um I have noticed that I have been taking more three quarterbacks this year though. Um I don't know if it's because I keep taking Tua with my last pick or what, but um like I've ended up with a lot more three quarterbacks this year than I have, um, you know, in the past couple of years. So I am almost always a three tight end guy um, because I don't tend to get a high end tight end. Uh, so like I'm almost always a three tight end guy. Um, I don't take a lot of running backs usually, especially in this format. Like it's a max three running back per week. So like I, I don't typically take 
a, a ton of running backs. I, like five, six max usually. Yeah, I'm the same, especially if you load up early. You know, that's a position you can kick down the road for quite some time. And, you know, receiver, again, the, the receiver to me runs 50, 60 guys deep where running back you're dropping off, then you're reaching where I think running back comes back around where there's guys that you can kind of roll the dice on late as bench guys. But uh, I had a little dilemma there. I was on the clock. I'm thinking stacks. So I'm looking, I have Fuller. I'm, I'm thinking Watson. So I grabbed Brandon cooks knowing Dak Prescott was still on the board. See if Deshaun Watson can make it back to me. Now you're coming up here. I shouldn't have. I'm not taking that, Watson, but I would be shocked if he made it back to you. I will um, as well. So I kind of rolled the dice going with two receivers on the same team, not having the quarterback. So we'll see how it works out here. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice here. I really want James White. But I'm going to take Josh Allen because I really want my Buffalo stack. So I'm hoping James White will come back to me um, in like three or four picks here. Like, I feel like it's worth the risk because I, I really want a Buffalo stack. Like, I have my three Buffalo guys. I have my stack that I put in place. Like, um, I really want White. Like, I think James White could be a, a huge difference maker type of um, RB2, RB3 this year. So um, we'll see how it happens. Like, Watson was there, so maybe I get Josh Allen coming back. But, like, everybody that was after me did not have a quarterback selected yet. So, um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with um, – I'm going to go and hope I get my boy James White on the way back. So if, you I, get, if you get Deshaun Watson, I'll be shocked. I like, will as well. That I was just going to say, what you just said makes a ton of sense, and it's something I kind of preach, is don't be afraid to reach for your quarterback to complete your stack. You know, the worst thing you can do is get a stack started – and then you wait and you risk it with your quarterback, which is exactly what I just did. So don't do what I don't do what I did. Do what Stevie's saying. Go grab your guy. So I rolled the dice. You know, if I can end up with Fuller, Cooks, and Watson, uh, obviously I'd be happy with that. But uh, gotta got my guy. Got to dodge a couple bullets here. Yeah, you, you only got to wait. Like what? What four you, more? You no, know he's going right one pick right before. Me. Well, I don't think he'll go one pick in front of you. That DTLB guy has two quarterbacks already. So, like, you got to get through these. Nope. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, oh, right. right. Mean, that, that's good value there. That's all right. We'll, 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 that's a great pick, though. Like, getting Deshaun Watson in the what middle of the eighth. Like, you you would have been you've been sitting really pretty um getting oh, yeah. watson at eight eight there uh to complete and that your stack people is why you just grab your quarterback when you need to so <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned here let, let me take the hits for you before you put your 25 up but you know still happy with fuller and cooks is a guy that can still give me some big weeks so even without watson in play you know i, I have the top two receivers uh for that offense so it's it's not all lost there yeah, this is where the draft kind of, you know, kind of shapes up a little bit. Like you have, you know, some tight end uh, value here. You have some um, wide receiver value and stuff like that. Um, the guy that I want to bring up to you just to kind of get you like your overall thoughts. Um, he's way down still. Like he's 15, 20, 15 to 25 picks away still. But like a, a topic of conversation this year is obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like what have you been doing with Gronk? Because – like, if he plays 50% from, like, the 50-yard line down to the red zone and stuff, like, he could be a beast. But, like, we really don't know what to expect. But we do know, like, Tom Brady still loves Rob Gronkowski. Um, he begged him to come back to this team. Like, what are you doing with um, – trying to delay enough to let you get your pick in here. But oh, you're um, good. I, I, I can multitask. I got three kids. You got kids at home. Yeah, we were – <laughs> got to have that multitasking in your tool belt You're oh yeah trouble. so uh, <laughs> do this I'm, for a few years and we're yes. we're we're way past a few years buddy <laughs> for sure we juggle a kid do a draft talk with everybody all at the same time so right there i went to sean jackson i i just love him in this format we know he's going to give you those big weeks i don't have to try to guess what week that's going to be uh just a guy can count on it to give me some production and if he stays healthy he's shown he can be a top 10 receiver so that's my take there as far as gronk Early on, I was excited about it, you know, just, just thinking about the possibilities. But you start looking around and Evans, Godwin, Gronk. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're going to go two tight end sets. I wouldn't discount O.J. Howard. So you're really counting on touchdowns. And I think a lot of the tight end position outside of the studs, that's kind of what you need to break your way. A later guy that, that catches 8-10 touchdowns, he can certainly do that. I, I'm kind of cooling on the idea, though, of Gronk. You know, what it, – it, it's one of those fascinating guys, you know, because he can be a beast. But do we get the Gronk we saw at the end of his New England tenure? 
or do we get a guy that's refreshed, renewed, and, and ready to go here uh, with Tampa? So uh, interesting. He looks interesting great. Guy. Yeah, he does for sure. But yeah. th- doesn't everyone look great right now? Yeah, like everybody just worked out for the last six months instead of did anything else because um, we're in a pandemic. But yeah, like I still think I prefer like Higby and like Hayden Hurst above Gronk. But like Gronk has been a guy that has slowly like so two weeks ago when I did the show with Eric Crane, it was the first like um, best ball draft I've done. Well, like let let me let me tell you that um that sparked an interest because I've been doing a ton of them. So. Um, I've definitely seen Gronk rise even in like a, a two week period. Um, you know, so yeah. Um, Johnson. I, that was, uh, I didn't realize I was on the clock and I better make a pick. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Carry on Johnson. It is. There you go. Um, I, I got no analysis for that one. I, I do think that will be, you know, he's another guy I think people are writing off a little too soon. Now, now the indie situation I think Jonathan Taylor takes over there sooner than later. Uh, I think Dobbins becomes the guy in Baltimore sooner than later. I don't know that Detroit's just going to unleash DeAndre Swift. I like him. When you brought him up, there was that that group of a couple running backs that I agree with. You get to that point, it's Akers, it's Swift, it's Kareem Hunt. I think that's a good time to steer away from receivers and you know get your second, third running back there. But I don't know that Swift's just going to automatically get 20 touches here. Carry on. A lot of injuries, but a, a guy that's shown he can play in this league when he is healthy. So, I've I've made worse uh, worse picks uh, under the gun here. So I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, listen, I have I have a few um, guys teams in my in my builds this hey, year. So yeah, um, it happens to everybody. Yeah, like uh, especially on those fast drafts. Like I, I feel like the fast drafts, um, you know, like it, it's so it's so quick. You just got to be paying attention. Um, you definitely got to know like somewhat of a strategy on what you want to do, um, going into it, but, um, yeah, Sherry Lynn Ridgeway in chat says, hi all. If you guys are over on YouTube, feel free. Ask any questions. Like if you have any best ball questions, um, beer probably has like 500 best balls done by now. Um, like he is a guy that lives for fantasy football and this kind of stuff. So, um, Feel free to fire up questions over there on the YouTube chat. Um, again, if you haven't checked out Underdog Fantasy, they have an app on the iOS. They have an app on the Android. Use the promo code Grinders so you're entered in to chance to win some um, RG swag and premium here. And, um, man, I really wanted to go double tight end there. I was really hoping Hurst got back to me. I love Hurst um, too this year. I, I have Hurst six overall in my tight ends. I, I have him over Gronk, over Hunter Henry. The beauty is you don't have to take him there either, but I think he can step in and really give a lot of what Austin Hooper gave and even more in that offense. Yeah. So I ended up going Gronk. Um, I wanted double tight ends in that round. Like I I had my mindset that I was going double tight ends there. I'll probably add a third tight end really late here. I'm really happy with those two tight ends, but I was really like, I'm on Hurst too. I have a lot of, a lot of Hurst. I think like he could be um, just a touchdown machine. Like we saw Hooper just be a touchdown machine in this offense. And like, they love to throw Julio all the way down until the inside of the 10. And like, then they forget about who, who, how good Julio Jones is and, you know, teams run defensive schemes and stuff, but yeah. Um, Yeah. James Malloy says big Ben in for a big year this year with some new weapons. Um, You know, I know, you already took Juju. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts here on Ben Rothen Ben Rothenberger coming into this season? I, I'm in full agreement. I'd love this. I, I mean, there's not a piece in that offense I don't like. I, I love James Conner. I love Juju. Big fan of Ben late. Uh, Deontay Johnson is everybody's sleeper for the year. Hell, even Eric Ebron, Stevie, I, I think is going to yeah. be good in this offense. So that's a stack that's pretty easy to build. Uh, even if you miss out on one of the, the higher end guys. You could start with a Deontay Johnson, uh, Ben, grab Ebron, even James Washington, I think, will have some decent weeks. So that's been a priority stack for me to build. It's certainly on, on cue for me here. Like I said, I, I grab, uh, grab skill players. I put their quarterbacks in cue. So I got Ben staring at me. The issue is the beauty, actually, is there's still Wentz, Breeze, Brady, Rodgers. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that have to go uh, before Ben would even be selected. So – it's just keeping an eye on things, knowing ADPs, knowing when you need to pounce. But uh, again, like you made the move with Josh Allen and not say you took him early, but don't be afraid to to grab your guy to, to get your stack going. 
Yeah, don't ever be afraid to take your guy. Like, you know, you're doing this and like this is where you you're either your takes are either gonna work out or they're not. Like if you have a take on someone and like me, I'm high on Buffalo. Like I'm drafting that way for best ball. If Buffalo has a big season, I probably, you know, have a good best ball season and like make some money. Um like so you know, best ball drafts are done before the season even starts. We we have a lot of uncertainties, a lot of question marks going into the season. Like, so don't be afraid. Like, if you're high on somebody, take them. Like, who, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, this this is the time ADP kind of goes out the window. I mean, you, you still want to mm-hmm. you still want to know where guys are being picked and, and don't reach four rounds for somebody, but go get your guy. You know, I always think if I miss out on this guy, I'm going to be pissed instead of taking this guy. You know, there's always that one or two guys you get to this point that if you're going to be pissed that you missed out on a guy, just go take him and, and don't yep. try to chance it. Because the person that's drafting right behind you could have the same thoughts, so you never right. know. Um, someone in chat, uh, Jacory, um, what's a good strategy for beginners? Like, well, first I would tell you, like, make sure you know what you're playing. Make sure you know if you're playing, like, I have way different strategy for, like, the 10 and 12-man, like, cash game type of, like, best balls I've been drafting and then, like, the the $5 and $25 like big tournaments. I'm guessing you're the same, right? Beer, like you have to have a different type of um like floor slash um upside type of strategy in those for me. I do anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the first thing I would say is start with the lower buying amounts, you know, start yeah. with with some of the the cheaper drafts and kind of get your feet wet, get used to the app. I like to set up my own rankings cuz you can be easily influenced by the site's rankings and that's anywhere. You're drafting on ESPN, you're drafting on Yahoo, Use your own rankings, and if you don't make your own projections, we have rankings at Roto-Grinders. There's a lot of good rankings out there, so that's first. But ease into it. Understand the settings. Understand I have to take three wide receivers and start three receivers. You know, that is something. People get caught up in all these running backs, and you can't start all these running backs, but I could end up starting four or five receivers in a week. So just knowing the settings, knowing it's half-point PPR – all these little differences that it seems minute, it seems minor, but your opponents know that they can expose that. And it puts you behind the eight ball just with something as simple as not knowing the scoring or the lineups. Yeah. No, know your positions for sure. Like we were talking about like, so in cash games, like if you're building a cash lineup, you're taking three quarterbacks. Um, You know, you cannot, I'm not going to say you can't, but there is a, good chance you are not going to win if like one of your guys gets hurt or two of your guys one of your guys gets hurt and the other guys on a bye week um so like if you get a zero out of a quarterback in a in a cash game format you're gonna be you're behind already so um, i just took my my fifth running back i took my last running back i'm not gonna take any more running backs i took Keyshawn vaughn he's someone that i really like um if Brady's here, I'm taking him. I don't want Brady, but I, I would have a three-man stack at that point. Um, like, again, you have to adapt to the strategy. I did not come into this draft saying, I want Tom Brady, because that was one of the last guys that I wanted. Um, but if he has, like, a three or four touchdown week um, and hit, hits these guys, like, I just – the overall upside of a stack in these um, big $25, $200,000 to first type of tournaments is – stacking sometimes so um yeah like if brady's here in a second uh he is here so like i'm ending up with brady beer i did not want brady but i'll take three tampa bay bucks they're on opposite bye weeks of my other three-man stack that i have and like i'm good with that yeah i mean adapting as you go and again stacks don't have to start in the beginning of the draft They, they can come together organically hell you could start a stack now of a team like I stacked Chicago the other day. I'm not even proud to admit that, but got Anthony Miller, had, had Allen Robinson earlier in the draft, and the issue is, is guessing what quarterback it's going to be. But, you know, there, there's cheaper teams, the Jets, that, that you can, you know, grab a, a Crowder, a, a Chris Herndon, and grab Sam Darnold late. So many ways to do it, but stacking should always be at the forefront of what you're thinking here. Yeah, like I, I'm in these, um, like – the other thing, you know, we, we were answering that question is like, what's a good strategy for a beginner? Um, you know, you mentioned like, feel it out first. Do like, do, I think they have like $3 drafts on there. Do like five, six, three, like I would even go up to like 10, $3 drafts before you like get into anything else. Like, like you have to see how, like we're talking about, you have to adjust every draft. You don't pick from the same spot, every draft, like, 
This is the furthest I've picked down. I have not picked from 11th or 12th yet. I haven't picked in the top two yet either. So, like, I, I feel like my sweet spot has been seven this year. Like, I don't know why, but, like, I feel like I keep getting seven. So, I'm very familiar what to do at, like, seven. Um, so, like, yeah, I would definitely, you know, man, even if you're doing slow drafts, however you want to do it, just get a feel for the drafts. Like, football season's a couple weeks away now. So, like, you're you're running out of – you're running out of feeler time, but there's still plenty of time. Like you can, you can set up five, six, seven, eight slow drafts at a time here and like really get an idea of what you want to get going before you like get into one of these fast drafts. Um, so I think that's super important. Uh, we did have another question here, beer. What do you think about Carson this year? I'm probably not as high on him as a lot. I hear a lot of talk about him and I, and I get it, but I really think this offense is, is going to start to not, not go away from being run heavy, but balance things out a little more. I mean, they, they have a, a generational quarterback there that they hide until the fourth quarter. And then you see this guy go absolutely ham in the fourth. So I like Carson. We, we saw him come alive in the pass catching department uh, last year. I just have him a step below that one tier we talked about, you know, the, the James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, he's right below that uh, above the Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, uh, some of those veterans in, in that tier. So I like him. I just don't like him as much as a lot of people out there. I'm kind of lukewarm on him, we'll say. You know, it's funny. You're talking about, like, how you ended up on, like, a Chicago stack. One of my best stacks last year was Detroit. Um, it happened on one of these live shows, and, like, we laughed about it at the time, but, like, Kenny Galladay, like, he had a beast season. So, like, a Detroit stack last year was one of my best, like, tournament teams. Um, so – you never really know. Like, you know, that's that's the fun thing about, like, drafting um, ahead of time. Like, Galladay led wide receivers and touchdowns last year, if I remember correctly. So, um, you, you never know what you're going to get. Beer, like, that, how many wide receivers scored more than 10 touchdowns last year? What, three, four, maybe? Like, you know, so, uh, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people are, like, super against going running backs. I just – I let the draft kind of dictate itself. Yep. And when you're new back to that beginner question, practicing different types of drafts, you know, grabbing a bunch of running backs early and seeing what your team looks like and going zero RB or, or grabbing that one stud and waiting or going wide receiver heavy. What does it look like if I take a, a Kittle or Kelsey in the second round? So just practicing all the different scenarios, but we can't stress enough, you know, be flexible, be open because yeah. the draft is never going to go how you think it's going to go. So you just have to be able to adapt build stacks on the fly, and that's where practicing re really comes into play. So I ended up there with Jefferson from Minnesota. Um, I'm, I'm about to go, like, super wide receiver heavy. I only have, like, three or four wide receivers now. So um, I don't know really what to expect from him, but I do feel like Diggs being gone, there's a role to be filled there. So I'm hoping that it could potentially be Jefferson. Um, like, Thielen is not a guy that I feel like can go out and be like a 15 target, you know, 10, 12 catch guy every game. He'll, he'll have games, but um, this is, I'm just going to be reaching. Like I'm hoping that Pittman Jr. sits here. Um, like we talked about your boy, Phillip Rivers likes to, you know, kind of spread it out a little bit. Um, he got take, taken right before. Um, I don't know what to do now. Um <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna gosh, I'm gonna take my third quarterback and be done with my quarterback's positions now too. I'm gonna take Burrow. Um I like that. Uh, listen, I, I think there's a lot of upside in Joe Burrow. There's really there is do. like I have two two stacks in Burrow now. So like I just need him to like have a couple ceiling weeks and I think I'll be okay. And he gives you upside with his legs. You know, he he ran yep. a lot and more than people think uh, at LSU. So that that's something we know in fantasy. You want your quarterback to run, you don't have to have it. There, there's guys like Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, that, that can still be valuable. But did I really just get sniped in the 14th round? Come <laughs> on, man. Justin Take Jackson boy. was, was going to be Take the boy. I need to, I need to fortify my tight end position a little bit. So we'll, we'll go Dallas Goddard, who's still here in the 14th round. Uh, that's, that's good value. Good value in the 14th from Goddard. Um, we know what to expect from him. So – uh, did you see the Minshew thing? Like draft Minshew number one overall. Um, like, like oh, the, campaign the case that. Of, oh yeah, case of Bud Light on the line. Like, 
you know, these drafts cost 25 bucks and, um, that, that six or $7 six pack of Bud Light, you know, um, I don't know if I could take Minshew number one beer. <laughs> no, I, I really like him this year. Like he's one of my favorite late round yeah. court. Cause if you put his numbers side by side with Kyler Murray, guess what? They're, they're pretty similar. So not saying he's going to finish top five, but I, he was QB nine. Uh, the games that he was healthy and played the first eight or nine weeks of the season. So they're going to be bad. I, I think Chenault's going to be a great addition there. We know DJ Chark, a stud, if they can get anything out of Westbrook or Keelan Cole, you have Fournette there, Chris Thompson to catch balls. Tyler Eifert uh, could be a, a viable tight end option. And he runs. He, he, he ran for a lot of yards last year. So any any guy that can scare the coronavirus away, buddy, is 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 in my book. He, he said, take one look at me, and <laughs> the coronavirus ran away. That's my kind of guy right there. I, I would love to have a beer with Gardner Minshew. I'm just going to put that on the record. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, um, that'd be a blast. Like, he would, he would be someone that, like – out of out of all the players he definitely be so uh somebody asked if we could uh pull up the board part of uh the app so they could kind of follow along better what's going on uh it's up you're welcome um i like the board i think it was a great addition uh to underdog it's it's really cool to see um so yeah like i think you know beer you're sitting with six you're you're really balanced position wise in this draft you got two quarterbacks Four running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends. You did a much better job than your your uh, co-host here as far as like uh, balancing your players out. Um, I, I like to have the balance because then I can go in any direction. You know, then yep. then I can really adapt to the draft. I, I don't feel desperate to have to go one position or another. Although there's not much here that that I'm really loving. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here on Kansas City. You know, DeAndre Washington is a guy they brought in, a guy very familiar. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, they go back to college days together. Uh, we know CH is going to be the guy, but I think there's room there for multiple running backs. So at this point in the draft, I'm looking for upside. I'm looking for good offenses, especially if there's not a guy you like. Stick with the Kansas Cities, uh, the Dallases, guys like that of the world. So just just adding a little depth here. Not much else really standing out. Can still go another quarterback if I feel the need, another tight end. So just good to good to be open and have options. Yeah, like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Um, I'm going wide receiver heavy. I'm going to take one more tight end eventually, but, like, the rest of my draft is completely wide receivers here. Um, you know, I'm glad that one of us can get sniped. Um, I'm going to get sniped in the 15th round to one-up you here because it will be a miracle, but I really want John Ross. Like, I just got Burrow, and if I get Ross here, I want. I almost took him with my last pick. Um, so I'm going to see, like, he, I'm definitely, he's definitely going to get sniped right here in front like of me. You, you said the name. So that's usually, I know, I know. Well, I got to add a little drama to the show, right? You like you got said, sniped uh, in the, Oh, Ron, I got him. Ron Hoss or something. There you go. Yeah. Well, I got, I, I got Ron. I'm glad. Welcome to the team, Ron. Um, I'm shocked that I got him there. I'm happy about it, but, um, I did not, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see him getting back to me. Um, and talk about upside. I mean, this guy was wide receiver one there for a while early on yeah. in the season last year. So uh, upgrade a quarterback. We already talked about that Cincinnati offense. So upside, upside, upside you're shooting for. And you, you, out of one of these last couple, three, four picks, if you can hit a home run, that's going to give you a shot to, to do some damage in these big tournaments. Yeah. Um, I did not expect to end up with, um, you know, three little like stacks here, but uh, that's how the draft went. I was just kind of looking. Um, yeah, man, it gets ugly here. It gets really yeah. ugly. Yes, it does. Um, I'm going to – I feel like I have to take D.D. Westbrook here. Um, I, I feel like that team's not going to be great, and they're going to be playing from behind some here. So, I don't hate D.D. there. Um, and he was I, I don't up. hate any of the guys that I'm going to get at this point. No, he was next up on my list. You get into that area, him – Corey Davis, some some of these guys that have just haven't lived up to the hype. So don't worry with Westbrook. He's been dealing with a little bit of an injury. I don't, and, and it seems like Chenault's kind of kind of moved past him. I just got sniped again in the 16th round. Josh Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to go back to a lot of wide receiver or three wide receiver sets. So I, I think he's a guy that they can kind of help fill some of that Brandon Cooks role. I know that a lot of talk, they're going to play a lot of two tight ends. I certainly think they'll do that, but uh, he's going to find his way onto the field. So 
Ah, uh, time to readjust here. I'm going to go way off the board here. Somebody's got to catch the ball outside of George Kittle in, in San Francisco. So Kendrick Bourne, uh, Debo, I don't know when he's going to be back. Ayuk's dealing with an injury. Sanders is gone. Uh, I, I think Kendrick Bourne could be a nice sleeper for you late in drafts. Yeah, I like him. And uh, Brian Edwards is the other guy that I've been kind of ended up with um, late in drafts. So um, like those guys, we had a question in chat. Do you guys think about constructing some wonky offbeat combo of players to create a potential different DFS style lineup for this tournament? Yeah, I like to, like we talked about earlier, I like to try to get multiple stacks uh, in your line. Some people just focus on, okay, I got a stack. Well, I've had some teams where I've had three stacks, you know, and then you're rolling into the playoffs with, with Detroit and, and Pittsburgh and, and New Orleans, something like that. And, you know, you're feeling good about it there. So I don't go too far off just to be different uh, in these kind of drafts. You, you do have to have a little bit of a GPP mindset, but I think incorporating more stacks is something not a lot of people do. You know, once, once they don't get, you know, if you don't get the stud, a lot of people just say, oh, that stack is dead. Where I say there, there's still a lot of pieces to an offense like Pittsburgh where you can still build the stack. So just constantly thinking stack, stack, stack as much as you can. Yeah. Like I, I try to at least get one stack. I feel like you need at least one stack. Um, I really like when I get two, was not expecting to get three, but uh, I think this might be the first one that I've done in the $25 where I've had a third stack and this stack um, came together really late. Like it wasn't, I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't expecting my second stack with Brady um, at all, but like, I'll take it. I, I'm, I'm high on Vaughn this year. We have no idea what we're going to get from Gronk, but you know, we'll see what happens. But I got my Buffalo stack. That's been like my main stack. I know I've said this a couple of times, but like that's been like my main stack um, for best ball so far. I just like where you can kind of put it together. Um, but like, I don't know. It's so tough. Like if you can get an Arizona stack, I think that stack is really interesting this year with Murray and Hopkins. Um, you know, you were, you were really close to putting together the Houston stack. Like they're going to be a team that's going to struggle defensively and they're going to have to, you know, be throwing and stuff and like i like the seattle stack too um i always like russell wilson in these um he gives you the floor outside of your stack and you know, like mixes in those massive ceiling games um so like i i guess like the question that like i've seen come up a lot um as i've been drafting and like doing these shows is like cam newton question mark um and like I feel like we'll find out what Cam Newton's going to do with the Patriots in like week three or four by like, cause we really don't know they're going to this defense. Like, uh, and I was looking at it like what five, six guys opt out of defense alone. So I don't know, man. Um, I've ended up with some cam teams. Um, don't feel great about it, but um, like you almost, you almost have to, if this defense is going to struggle. I love cam. I didn't think I would say that, but the closer we get, you just think about the fit with New England and is there a better coaching staff to adapt to what you do well? They're not going to expect him to come in and be Tom Brady. They're going to change the offense and they're going to get him and he's not going to run like he used to. You know, he's older, but he's still going to run. Think about how many times New England is in the red zone or gets down close and Tom Brady would sneak it in. Well, hell, now I have Cam Newton doing that. I mean, he, he could damn well score 10 touchdowns on the ground this year, so – I, I don't think he needs the weapons around him. I, I think they're going to scheme to do what he does well. So I, I really like the fit. I, I don't see any way Jared Stidham's a better quarterback than Cam Newton, unless he's completely washed, which I don't think he is. Uh, if he's healthy, top five upside, and you're getting him at QB 15, 16, that's the kind of play. Uh, if you're drafting late, he's probably my favorite late-round quarterback, to be honest. If you're in a regular league, in one of these leagues, uh, he's the guy that has the upside to to kind of surprise uh, and really jump up into that top group. And so many people are afraid. Like, they're so scared. Uh, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to run in New England and stuff. But, okay. Don't play like, scared. Don't play let's scared. See what look, yeah. look at the Look at he's already been there. He's done that. He's shown you that ceiling. It's not like we're expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to be a top three quarterback. We're talking about a guy that can run with some of the best coaching in the league that are, that are going to put him in positions to succeed. I just think he can he can re rebound and be close to the guy that we saw be a top three quarterback. All right, so I'm coming up on my last pick, my 18th pick here. I'm going to go tight end. Um, I'm going to actually take um, C.J. Uzma here. I, there are better tight ends on the board here, but 
I'm gonna finish it off, beer. I'm gonna have three three man stacks in this um in this one and see like how it kind of plays out. Um, you know, he yeah, drew samples behind him um as far as like tight end jobs in Cincinnati, but we've seen year after year after year young quarterbacks use their tight ends. So I don't hate um taking him in the eighteenth to kind of like that Cincinnati stack, I'm gonna look really quick. Um I think it all came together like what the last six picks. So let's see. Uzma, Ross, Burrow, um, 14th, 15th, and 18th. So last five picks, I was able to get a stack. You can't say that about a lot of teams and feel okay with it, but like, you know, John Ross is a guy that's shown us plenty of upside. So um I don't hate it. Like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are there. Like they're not the best option. Like Ross is not the best option, but I, I don't All right, uh, we'll get Stevie back here in a minute. Uh, I'm also going to go tight end here with my last pick. Uh, I'm going to go Greg Olson. Uh, I think with that team, not a lot of targets there outside of Lockett and Metcalf. So I think Olson can step in and and really provide something there for them. They, they'd love to use the tight end position. Uh, and I think Olson, uh, with, with Disley Hurt, some of the other guys there, uh, can be a viable option there. So that uh, wraps up our draft, so hopefully we get Stevie back here, but I uh, wanted to recap the team, so we'll, we'll take a look at his team while he's not here and see how he did. So, Devin, I don't know if we can get a screenshot of his team or not. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Well, we'll just read it off here. So, he, like we talked about, he, he had some stacks going, so it's exactly what you want to do. Uh, in this format, built the Buffalo stack with Josh Allen, Devin Singletary at running back, Stefan Diggs, uh, built the Tampa Bay stack on the fly, which can't suggest enough. You, you have to build these stacks in when they when that opportunity arises. So uh, Tom Brady was there for him, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, and I lost the draft here. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna my team real quick. I was able to build a few stacks as well. I missed out on the Houston stack, but did end up with a Philadelphia stack of Carson Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, and Dallas Goddard. So happy with that. And of course, the Pittsburgh stack grabbed Juju early, uh, grabbed Ben, and then came back and grabbed Ebron. So uh, the more you can stack, the better. It's just a lot of correlation. Sometimes you miss out on it. Doesn't mean the lineup is toast, but uh, as many as you can build in, don't be afraid to stack two or three times. So. I think that'll do it. Uh, I was hoping we could get Stevie back and recap things, but uh, maybe next time down the line. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, again, go take advantage. Chance at some Roto-Grinders premium. Uh, so go look under the, the title here for some more information. But Underdog Fantasy, something for everybody. Uh, this best ball mania is a lot of fun. They have a $5 version as well. Uh, just a ton of fun to not only draft, get ready for your season-long drafts and for DFS season to know who's being picked where and uh, kind of get a handle on things. So thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time.